whenever I think of food or interesting food stories, my go-to person is this man. Helps that we have a bit of a laugh on the way and both of us actually live to eat. The concept of eat to living doesn't apply to us at all. What say Kunal Vijayankar? <laughs> well, you know, the one thing that this lockdown has done is that it has reduced opportunities for you and me to go and have a bite somewhere. Yeah. You know, we should be stepping out, you and me, going, getting a drink, getting a good meal, some new place that is opened. Unfortunately, we are stuck at home to a point. To a point. And I like the fact that, yeah. you know, even though we started off the mic showing our very unsexy legs to each other, saying, man, we're doing this in our shorts. You know, we do realize that, you know, it's been a tough time, not just for us, but the people in food, people consuming food, putting out food and things like that. But we shall overcome, in the words of the great Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> yeah. But listen, since you brought it up, I might as well, you might as well give show our support to the FNB industry. Because um, restaurants have suffered tremendously. In a, a lot of restaurants have shut down permanently and now, at least in Mumbai with uh, the COVID slightly, slightly reducing before it's again shot up, people have started opening up. What I am very proud of is people, the street food is all back mm. because people have to earn a living and people have to eat. Yep. So street food is back on the roads in nearly the strength that it was before the lockdown. And people are eating, man. Yeah. Correct. And, you know, really, everybody talks about medical health practitioners being the backbone of mm. society through the pandemic. Mm. I think the Mumbai police and the Maharashtra police have done yeoman service and uh, we need to doff our hat to them. Uh, you know, we always Absolutely. talk about these long hours during festivals, but enforcing, you know, all kinds of strict lockdowns during this phase. But for you and me, we have to look at them through the lens of food. <laughs> well, you and know, you've, you've actually, you've actually spent some time with Mumbaiker cops, lady yes. cops, gentlemen cops. Yes, spend time yes, figuring yes. out what they're eating from Churchgate <laughs> to Virar and, you know, some pockets. So, pray, tell all. So, you know, uh, we we spend most of our time abusing the cops, you know. Are, naka bandi lagaya hai? traffic hai? Korn, nobody's paying attention, etc, etc. But when we started working on some ideas for this, uh, for this new YouTube channel that we are launching, I thought that why can't we look at people who are in our immediate sort of vision, but we don't look at actually. And if the cop on the road, especially through lockdown, the fact of the matter is that these people, a lot of them have done 24-hour service. A lot of them have stayed away from home, have been literally in the jaws of the pandemic. Because if they are coming to you and telling you to put your mask up or fining you or whatever they are doing, they are endangering themselves as well. They are also human beings, you know, and they can catch the disease as much as we can. So I just thought, have we ever wondered that a cop, say, living in Badlapur, who has to report on duty to, say, a central Mumbai police station at 8 in the morning, what time does he leave home? What does he carry for food? Who is cooking for him early in the morning? What about a lady policeman or a lady constable? Who is not only doing her job as a policewoman, but also running a family? What does she do? What time does she wake up to cook up? Cook in the morning, wear her uniform, catch public transport. They are not transported in private buses. They, like every, anybody else, anybody else, are taking public transport to come to work. What do they eat? Where do they eat? Is there a dabba? And can I partake of that dabba? And put up their case for us to just see. We don't have to do anything, but at least aren't you interested in knowing what happens behind the doors of a police station? I had originally thought, you know, that it would be great to actually stop at a nakabandi 
and say you are here till two in the morning. What did you do for dinner? Or go to a bandobas, which happens regularly during festivals and all. What are you doing? So that is what piqued my interest, and that's how we did this one episode. It's a short episode because YouTube format is short, but it's a peek into the lives of the policemen who we normally look at as villains. But everybody is a human being with human stories and human sort of troubles. So l- let's say you went into the other police station. What are they eating there? You know, the stuff they bring from so, home, so, or, or do they go to the neighborhood chai ki tapri and yes. they their fill? Talk, talk me through that one. So on this particular episode, uh, we we decided to hit the police station at night. Okay, because that is when the time is most difficult for them, literally. And I was faced by the three wonderful lady constables and three male constables, and they said, "Okay, chalo, you come and let's do a round in the van." They call it patrol. Patrol pe jaate hain. And I got into the van and we chatted very friendly. There was the background. There was the the receiver going on. So one o one central, uh, the central whatever it's called is giving the instructions all the time. What is happening where? And they we went for this one chakkar, and they said, "Come on, we'll show you our regular chai ki tapri." So when it's right outside their police station, so when we come into work in the morning, before we come into police station, two three of us will gather here, have that morning cup of tea, or while going back home, we'll come here and just or in the middle of the day when there is a lot of stress, nothing relaxes you like a little. chai ka you know cutting chai mumbai style where you can stand around chat chat out of the sort of confines of a police station and have your chai so we did that and then we all went back around 9:30 quarter to 10 and this is this is our dinner break after this we are going all out again where we can't take you really with us because we are doing police things i suppose and this um, is the duty is is a 12 hour duty they're going to be working all night and on that particular day which was just before valentines day they do this thing called all out which means every cop in the city is out on the streets 24 hours wow okay uh, so on special days they do this and it was such a day and so we went into this sort of anti chamber they found some space with a table and they opened up all their dabbas and it was unbelievable because it was really good homemade food and then they told me their stories which is the most interesting the food was interesting but the stories were interesting the lady constable tells me about how she wakes up in the morning early cooks and then leaves work to be at the police station by 8 o'clock i asked her what about your husband and the family she said it will never happen unless my my mother in law father in law and husband supported me in this cause so it takes a lot for you know indian male to also to see his wife leave the house in the morning having done a bit bits and pieces of work i asked the men when you go home late at night who feeds you because you don't reach home like even if they leave the police station on a normal day at 9 o'clock by the time he reaches home it's 11 o'clock because he lives so far away so he said then on a day when i'm really late my wife will cook up something very fast for me like a bhurji or a, you know fry two eggs so those are the sort of stories that came out i did not want to get into a story beyond food because eventually it's a food show so i try to keep it towards food and family generally what was so on the table man what is all the stuff oh, that was open you're waiting, you? you're waiting for all <laughs> that okay. so interestingly each of them who had opened the dabbas came from different parts of maharashtra so one came uh, was from, came from kolapur one was from satara the other was from nagpur strangely okay 
So I actually got a splattering of really good homemade Maharashtrian food. So there was flour, whatever chibaji, which is so you know made in sort of spicy kolhapuri masala. Uh, there was a mutton, suka mutton. Somebody had brought. Somebody had brought a piece of fried fish, big rawas fried. One of them had kothimbir vadis, but they were made like like alu vadis. So although it was a kothimbir, it was a different form, which I never eaten like in that form. Bhakris, uh, there were nice jawar bhakris with to eat the mutton with. There was a lovely uh, cucumber uh, koshimbir or a salad, which is just so refreshing. Then there was this amazing coconut-based curry made from drumsticks. What you call shekta ke sega, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what you call it. Yeah, we put it in sambar also. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was done with a little coconut and the and and the and the gravy was like a bit of a pickler, you know. So. Oh, it was quite nice, and the, the, just the joy of sitting together and eating with the hand, no, and eating out of everybody's dabba. There were only two plates and six of us. Two plates and six of us. So we were like, you know, it's like going back to school when your tiffin came and how you sat around and attacked. Uh, because we work in the kind of places that we work in, I don't get the opportunity to eat like that with people. You know, yeah. I don't work in an office or anything where you share your dabba. But this was great. It was just great fun. Yeah, and you know, I imagine that uh, cops on a beat would always reach out to their nearest, you know, uh, budget eatery. For example, there's so many times I've sat at Madras Cafe, and I've seen uh, cops come in uniform to have a quick idli dosa or a sambar or something like that. Yes, or just yes. some filter coffee and things like that. I, and I imagine that they're from the the Matunga Police mm. Station, and uh, you know, you know, going on patrol through the night again. That's very, very interesting. Mm. One only thinks of. The way they are, sometimes stoic, sometimes aggressive. But what are they eating? Yes. So I, I think that's what pretty fabulous. Yes. So tell so, me you know, where the, we can catch so, details of this and when when it's going to be out. So the the new YouTube channel. Now you know that I for several years did a show called the Foodie on Times. Now we stopped the show five years ago. It sort of ran its run as I as I say. My whole social media has continuously been full of people saying, "When are you going to start something new? When are you going to start something new? When are you going to start something new?" Now, with God's grace and digital medium opening up, my old videos lived forever on YouTube. So I was still there, vaguely, you know, in the in the sort of realm of the public. Of course, if you look at my old videos, you can see how much thinner I was. I had more hair on my head. <laughs> It was black. The hair was black. I had no wrinkles, and uh, I look young because we started the show in two thousand and six. This two thousand and six is nearly fifteen years ago. True. Yeah. Uh, so this whole question about so when are you going to do something? When are you going to do something? So this is what we are doing. New YouTube channel called Khane Me Kya Hai. The team thought up of this name, saying this is the one question that everybody asks you in any language. What's there to eat? Khane Me Kya. You go home and you ask your wife in your own language. Hey, kya hai khala? Aaj aje wala kya hai? Or say Gujarati. प्रोमो I don't know when this show goes on air. Uh, the channel launches on the twenty seventh with the first episode at the police station, the one we discussed just now. And one hopes to be able to do a new episode every week. That's the plan. 
with you it's not just about the food you know with you the uh, it's about the human interest that goes along with the food which is what i've always loved you know yeah. i know for a fact that i can come somewhere now and find out which are the best biryanis in town on the street and you know mm. sp- street food is something you're very passionate about too oh. but you know the, the fact that along with the food i get stuff like this now for example aditya thakre has been talking about how you know food vans and food trucks need to be an inseparable part of the city's culture and we've yeah. already already seeing a lot of them mushroom up you know yes and yes, then yes. this is the era of the small home chef and the small home entrepreneur and you yes, you've, you've again covered a couple of great stories on that particular front i'd like you to share a couple of them please Okay, so here we go. Talking about food trucks, we did an episode. So I've been banking episodes for the launch. We did an episode at Bar Bank, which is a place in Juhu, which is privately owned. It's not. It's not genuinely a food truck, which you can find, say, in Narayan Point or at BKC. But the idea is good, and they had one particular food truck, which is like a pop-up truck. So the 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 cuisine keeps changing all the time. So they, for the next one month, one home chef will take up that space. Next month, somebody else will take it. So this time, young Bengali girl called Nandini Dev had taken over the store to do Bengali food, and she was doing Bengali street food and rolls and cutlets and whatever you get at uh, during pujo in Kolkata. And so we did that, you know, uh, just as a, and it's it's a nice place. It's uh, colorful. There's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of energy in the place. The color, actually, and so that's again semi street food. Not really street, but we will do street. We've done another episode, and I look so fat in the episode, man. But this episode of a guy who lost his shop in the lockdown, his little restaurant shut down, you know, couldn't afford the rent, as a lot of people have, huh? I know lots of people who uh, lost their enterprises. So, but he's he's a he decided no, but my food is good and I will sell my food. So he's cooking. He he and his family cooked in the house in that one room chawl in Girgaon, which I must say it's a very pretty chawl. Okay, it's a really old chawl which hasn't been touched by modernization. Um, oh, in one of those clean gullies in Girgaon, he cooks there and he brings the food out and sells it at the curbside. in the back of his nano so while other people parcel and take away i decided to sit on the road over there and eat <laughs> i got i had this really low stool which i procured sat on that with a paper plates in my hand very uncomfortable but the food was so bloody good man and you can see when you see that episode you will see my bloody stomach looks like a you know like a dhol big <laughs> stomach in front of me with this paper plate i am eating la 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 no उट people are eating i have gone and eaten on the road and i'm just so happy to see the street food buzz back it just gives us a sense of a sense of normalcy you know because besides our physical health being important to us where we take care of this disease our mental health is also very important you know so to be able to function in some sort of normalcy to retain a sort of bit of sanity no way better than food to do that And I can tell you, uh, 
my lockdown stories about the explosion of home chefs also that has happened yeah. you know i've put on very 7 kilos in this lockdown <laughs> or maybe more seven is when i last weighed myself one thing you you are very keen will not happen when you put out content now that you are going to be putting it out yourself is you're not going to do those cookery kind of shows i mean with all due respect to people who do them you yeah. know you're going to stay away from the chef territory uh, or maybe if you're standing next to a chef who's cooking which is possible it will be a very good reason for it yeah well look let, let's be honest okay i have never been known for my cooking i have always been known for my eating i'm a bloody bookkar okay <laughs> nobody is coming to the are are kural jaga kya khana pakata hai nahi kural jaga kya khana khata hai is what my reputation has been and i can't cook uh, as well as most other chefs who are on television or on the internet so why go into do your core competence now this is you are the greatest rj in india do you want to become a kathakali dancer no <laughs> Come on. Just when I was about to tell you you're a kind man the image of me doing kathakali just freaked me out <laughs> But but I don't mind standing next to a kathakali dancer and saying oh look what a good sure. dance sure. you know so if we find a you know a chef who is doing something really interesting uh, like I want to I've been planning to go into these old kitchens of Mumbai and see how okay Take a mutton biryani, for example. Okay, when you order one portion of mutton biryani, it never tastes the same as when you order one kilo of mutton biryani. Of course, true that. Yes. Okay, because the cooking method is different, especially if you are doing a big party and kilos and kilos of biryani are being cooked. Wouldn't you like to see how these big bhatiyars are cooking biryani? I mean, that time I don't mind standing next to a, a solid khansama or a cook, and he's showing us, you know, ki bhaiya isme. बारह किलो मटन जाता है इसमें इतना गरम मसाला जाता है ये प्याज जाता है फूड ह्यूमन इंटरेस्ट स्टोरी अबाउट द मदर एंड दन इज इन इट इट ब्रोकन रेकॉर्ड आई रेस्टर it was a roadside food stall selling chicken vade mutton fish fried fish and i remember her in a 9 year sorry old lady coming with big handi at 7 o'clock when the stall would start stall means a cart uh, with wheels one of those things like really since she's passed away since about her son raju actually his name is narendra sawant but i will call him raju took on the mantle ran the stall for a little while and then slowly slowly with success has opened one small restaurant in dadar he also went through a hell of a lot of shit during lockdown because he also couldn't afford his rent but he's pulled through somehow that's sort of the story of somebody who started from the streets and is now the owner of a small a small restaurant but it's his own restaurant so it's quite a story isn't it It is Khane Me Kya Hai, the YouTube yeah. channel by Kunal Vijaykar. It's his content stuff that he's passionate about. We've just given you some wonderful nuggets from it. Twenty seventh, it's absolutely live, so you must go and check it out. What do I say? Bon appetit <laughs> <laughs> for your next meal, which should be which should be very any time now. <laughs> yeah, has this has this has this conversation made you hungry now? What's for? 
it's it's surprising how how many leftovers are in the fridge any time when we open it you know so i think Absolutely. that's been one of our resolves during lockdown uh, mm. you know our, our bit of conserving you know food for the planet and then if there is still stuff left over after many many days then we think about what to do with it but otherwise yeah that's it it's it's leftover kofta my friend <laughs> but i'll tell you little senti story leftover food okay and this is my uh, my theory i think leftover food can remain for a very long time many years ago i came home after a bit of a party famished and like really hungry okay and i found one portion of biryani which had been lying in my freezer for over a year okay, okay. <laughs> i heated it up because i was so hungry and there was nothing wrong with it it was perfect forget that my mother uh, she passed away 3 years ago yeah uh, before she fell ill she had cooked me a huge box full of prawns done our style it's called atla it's a sweet sour and spicy curry of prawns and uh, there were big prawns okay i am alone so i have taken out one prawn eaten it and put the rest of it in the freezer saying i'll eat it later on then my mother fell ill then she passed away One year after she passed away, I found that dabba of prawns. I took it down. Yeah, wow. I took that dabba of prawns and I ate it. Now two things happened. One is uh, the prawns were fine. There was nothing wrong with them. Okay. Two is that a year later, I could taste my mother's cooking, although she passed away. Wow, the beauty so, of leftover food. Yeah, leftovers. Think about leftovers. Kunal Vijaykar, always a pleasure. Take care of yourself, and thanks for the yep. chat, buddy. Bye bye. I'll subscribe, 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 subscribe. <laughs> okay, bye.